The radical left resorts to violence to push its agenda. The banned TikTok bill is bad news for America. Plus, DHS Secretary Mayorkas refuses to do his job. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the tragic results of the radical transgender agenda, an agenda driven from a desire to destroy the traditional family and to prey upon the young and impressionable minds of our children. All one has to do is scan Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, and you'll see calls for violence from the left. And why? Because the media and transgender advocates are gaslighting the American public by saying that transgenders are under attack. This, of course, is a completely false notion because what they are enraged about is legislation that is being proposed and passed in states around the country to protect those young and impressionable children from being exposed to sexually explicit drag shows, from being inundated with sexual content at an inappropriate age, and from being permanently disfigured through child surgeries that result in mutilation, castration, and sterilization. This is all common sense legislation that protects not only the physical health of a child, but allows children to just be children. And the radical left is in a meltdown because of it. They know that to advance their agenda, they have to go after the children. And they are used to Americans just backing down. The fear of being canceled was so great that the left could advance their policies without any resistance. This, of course, has led to the left's radical agenda becoming even more and more radical and brazen. We only have to go back a few years to be at a point in time where the idea of sexually explicit drag shows performed in front of children was something that we just never heard of. Why would people do that? Why would grown adults want to simulate sex acts in front of our kids? Well, they do. And the fact that we not only question these sick activities, but we are also working to stop them has caused the radical left to turn violent. Check out this clip from the Young Turks from the day before the Nashville shooting. I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not. I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. I, we can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country. And I always tell people, don't get guns. It'll make you less safe. I'm gonna make an exception here for trans people. They are actually in danger. They have had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right-wing media ginning up fear against them 24-7. They are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans. Just two days ago, the press secretary for Democrat Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs tweeted this. Us, when we see transphobes. Now, that account has since been made private, but there's a pattern here. The left loves to blast the gun culture except when they are talking about going after conservatives. Then anything goes. And it's not even about targeting just conservatives. The left hates anyone who does not fully embrace and celebrate their ideology. This Saturday, a group called Trans Radical Activist Network is planning a Trans Day of Vengeance event outside the Supreme Court in Washington, DC. In that graphic, which has now been banned from Twitter, people are encouraged to wear a mask and bring a buddy so that activists can, quote, stop trans genocide. Friends, for years we've seen the effects of the radical left. 
We see violence on college campuses because a conservative is giving a speech. We see threats and intimidation used to silence conservative voices. And we've seen recently the left has stepped up calls to violence because legislation has been passed to protect children. The result of this violence is increased violence. And we have seen the tragic results this week. And in the aftermath, we have learned so much. We've learned that the media are focused more on not misgendering the shooter and labeling her as the victim. We've learned that transgender shooter was under a doctor's care for a mental disorder. And we've learned that the shooter targeted another school but didn't go there because the school's security was too high. It's like the solutions to these problems are being revealed right before our eyes. All right, next let's talk about banning TikTok. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about a bill that's being proposed in the US Senate to ban the Chinese Communist Party-owned social media app, TikTok. Now, you might think that's a good thing. And to start off this segment, I'll say right up front that I agree. China is one of the four countries listed in the annual threat assessment that is issued by the Director of National Intelligence. The company that makes the app is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. There is plenty of evidence already gathered that the app is used to gather information on American citizens, not as one gathers information from other consumer apps, but as to be used by the Chinese Communist Party. This should not be allowed, and more states have already moved to ban the app from government devices. On the national level, a bipartisan group of senators has come together to propose legislation to ban the TikTok app. Sounds all well and good. And as I just mentioned, I support that effort. However, when you look at what's really going down, it's clear that this is just the latest effort to greatly expand the scope and power of the federal government. First of all, this bipartisan group of senators looks like a who's who of the uniparty representatives. Secondly, in typical Washington, D.C. fashion, a simple idea such as banning the TikTok app has turned into massive, unnecessary, and unconstitutional legislation. The Restrict Act, which is a bipartisan bill that would authorize the Commerce Department to take action against TikTok, also empowers the Secretary of Commerce to, quote, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, and mitigate transactions involving information and communications technology products in which any foreign adversary has any interest and poses undue or unacceptable risk to national security. Hmm. What does that all mean? If you just look at recent history, it could grant the government incredible power to shut down free speech, all in the name of national security. For example, Russia is a foreign adversary, and we saw how the left and Biden's DOJ have called on social media companies to suppress content because it was Russian disinformation. So all the government has to do is say that certain content is being encouraged by Russian bots or other hostile countries and shut down our free speech rights. Here's more from Robbie Suave at The Hill. Should we expect the veritable army of federal bureaucrats obsessed with policing speech on social media platforms to narrowly utilize this new mandate to deter foreign threats and focus solely on China? Or should we anticipate that every weapon added to their arsenal is a threat to the free speech rights of everyday Americans? If the U.S. government really wants to counter Chinese tyranny, it should take greater pains not to resemble China's own approach to speech. That was just fantastic. The federal government rails on China for suppressing rights, for limiting internet activity and searches, and yet, as we've seen, 
The U.S. government does the exact same thing, and now they want more power. This bill would give the government extraordinary powers, not regulated by Congress, to go after any American that the Biden administration says is acting in conjunction with a foreign adversary. Under this bill, if you engage in any of that with a so-called foreign adversary, as determined by, in this case, the Biden administration, that would allow the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, and the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, to decide whether you're acting in the, quote, interest of a foreign adversary. Again, that's another term that the executive branch, the Secretary of Commerce, gets to define without the interference of Congress. So if the Biden administration decides that you're doing this, then the Secretary of Commerce can then enforce, quote, any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction with any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. So that's the Restrict Act put forward by government officials who apparently just long for the United States to be more like China. No thanks. All right, next let's talk about the grilling DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas took while testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee. If anyone should be impeached, it's Mayorkas. He has been a complete and total failure at his job. Millions and millions of illegal aliens have crossed into this country under his watch, and one of his primary functions is to secure our border. Mayorkas, however, can't even admit that there's a crisis. Is there a crisis at our southern border? Senator, uh, there is a very significant... That, that's a yes or no question. There's a very significant... Is there a crisis? Senator, there's a very significant challenge... I think your microphone is not on. There is a very significant challenge that we are facing... Yes or no, the is there border. a crisis? I believe I've addressed that question. So you're Senator. refusing to answer? See, I just want to call him an idiot, but that would be too nice. But there is intent here as well. Mayorkas is willfully executing policies that open up our border, flood the country with the illegals, and make the country less safe. Those are the facts. But to not completely leave the idiot label behind, here's Mayorkas when asked to define an assault weapon. You know why we get so frustrated with you? Because you won't give straight answers. I think I just did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Do you have an, a, def a definition of an assault weapon? Uh, I am confident there is a technical definition of what is an assault weapon, uh, and it was uh, assuredly used uh, in the context of the statute that previously existed banning assault weapons. See what I mean? Oh yes, the definition of an assault weapon is the fact that it has a definition, and a definition was used in the previous assault weapons ban. Give me a break. And when it comes to saying if this massive surge in illegal aliens makes America less safe, Mayorkas couldn't give a simple yes answer. Has the crisis at our southern border made Americans less safe, yes or no? Senator, we are dedicated to the safety Has and the crisis made Americans less safe? I don't, I don't want a, a discourse. It's a yes or no question. Senator, we have a challenge of You refuse to answer the question. Not Se Mr. Secretary, let me show you how someone doing his job answers a question in a straightforward manner. Chief Ortiz. Is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Answer, yes. One word, one syllable, three letters. Senator Cruz gave Mayorkas another chance, and he still deflected. And this is the guy in charge of keeping America's borders secure. Finally, a show wouldn't be complete without some comments from Joe Biden, because it's clear that he keeps getting worse. He walks like a robot, has no idea where he's going, and when he speaks, 
He just mumbles words and can't read his huge teleprompter. Before the pandemic, supply chain wasn't something most Americans thought about. And when you say supply chain, you look at each other with a blank stare. Well, guess what? Everybody knows what the supply chain is because today, today after delays in parts and products, folks experienced, everyone knows. That's why it's so important. You have to have access to them. What was that? Folks experienced, everyone knows, that's why it's so important. I have no idea what that means. And then here's Biden talking about diversity, where he looks and sounds even worse. Moreover, when we advance equality and racial justice we're in, and invest in young people, protect the LGBTQ plus uh, individuals, our societies are not only fairer, but they're stronger and more successful. Oh, really? Ask all those women who had to compete against male swimmer Leah Thompson. Ask them if that was a fair situation. Ask all the gifted and talented kids whose classes have been eliminated so that they can be brought down to the lowest common level, all in the name of equity. Is that a fairer society? I don't think so, but that's Joe Biden. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.